and welcome to the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I am your host, Bob Fallon. I'm your co-host, Joel Fallon. And on this episode, all we're going to do is review a little movie called The Handmaiden, which just so happened to win the March Movie Madness Tournament, spoiler alert, on episode 200. If you listen to that, that was a lot of fun. And now we get to finally talk about the champion of champions. Yes. This is one we've kind of had in our back pocket for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if it's coming out for Redbox, but because it's kind of like just a small South Korean release. So it might be, but we've both seen it and we needed something to review. And I, I guess I should say we are recording this the week before it's released. I'm going on vacation. We won't be available to record the first week of May, so we just needed something to put out and figured this was as good of opportunity as any as any to to uh review the handmaiden. Yeah. And we're actually not gonna do a top five with this. We were gonna do top five con artist movies. We will save that for a later date. But yeah. in order to get something out, you got this. This is what you get. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Yeah, so before we get into it, full spoilers are in effect, so if you haven't seen the movie, I actually would recommend you wait until you have seen it before you listen, because it's a great movie, it's where I'll hurt for my thoughts, and there's some twists and turns that not knowing could uh, benefit your viewing experience. For sure. So, before we get into the movie, one last thing, new podcast feed, in case this is the last episode on the old one. Unsubscribe, resubscribe on iTunes, and there's. don't forget to please use the Amazon link on our website, theredboxreport.com. Everything is the same for you, but we get a small kickback on anything you purchase through that link, and we would appreciate that. Thanks. So, Joel, hit us with a synopsis. All right. The Handmaiden is a 2016 South Korean film by Park Chan-wook. Yes. Director and of, I believe, um, shit. What was that? Old Boy. Yeah. And, and Stoker. Stoker. Um, Trilogy, I believe it is. Lady Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah, Thirst. Yeah. Definitely a well-renowned South Korean director. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I believe it's based on a book called The Fingersmith. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's actually like a European story. So they changed the setting, I feel like, here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I always like that uh, side note. Like, a retelling of a noon tale, just with a different, like, aesthetic or whatnot. But anyway, it's based in Korea in the 1930s. A con man hires a pickpocket to become the maid of a mysterious and fragile heiress. In an attempt to seize her wealth, but not everything goes according to plan. Yeah, that and, sounds right. Yeah, I mean, to say the least, that's kind of how this movie summed up. Um, I don't know. Yeah, did you have any, you know, did, did you really hear about this movie before you, like, watched it? Did you have expectations? What? Yeah, um, I actually had heard on a few movie podcasts about people raving about this movie coming out. I think it premiered at 
um, Cannes Film Festival, if I'm not mistaken. That's when I first started hearing about it. I mean, it wasn't like it was making a ton of money at the box office or being well-renowned in the mainstream places, but anyone that I heard that saw it absolutely loved it, raved about it. Uh, so I was definitely looking forward to it, but I would forget about it for a while, then hear someone talk about it, it would, and I kind of forget about it again, and then finally, it was on my radar enough that I was, and I was able to check it out, and I was like, all right, let's give this thing, give this thing a whirl. I love Stoker, I loved Old Boy. Let's see what it's got. So, how about you? Um, I think I heard about this a little bit later than you. Um, but it was one of those interesting things where you kind of like mentioned it to me, and I was like, wow, I've heard a lot about this actually. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll watch it and we'll review it. Um, I don't know. I guess my expectations were, I don't know if they were high, but I had heard great things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes lack the attention span to watch a foreign film right. because the reading involved. But at the same time, I do like it because it makes you focus. And, and also, this is like almost three hours long. It's a long movie. Yeah, I was just looking at the runtime. That's actually pretty surprising to me. Well, yeah, I guess it's two and a half hours, but... But, yeah, I mean... It doesn't feel that It long. doesn't feel like it. Yeah. And it's there's, not like there's action or anything. So, I mean, I at least for me, I was that invested in what was going on and the plot twist and everything that the time was not a factor whatsoever. And it can be at times for me. So that is definitely a strong suit in its favor as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I guess the stars... See, this is going to be tough with the South Korean names, and I apologize in advance for any pronunciations that I might get wrong. Um, Min Hee Kim plays Lady Hideko. Tae Kim plays Suki. Jung Woo Ha plays Count Fujiwara. And who's the other big guy? Uh, Jin Woon Jo, Uncle Kazuki. I think there's like, yeah. the big four uh, pieces in this puzzle. So... Suki is a poor pickpocket right in this poor village. And um, she sort of gets recruited into. Yeah, like. The, I mean, there's some kind of prior relationship with this guy that has, hatches this scheme and brings her along. Yeah, because there's what? This princess or Lady Hideko who is to be married to her great uncle. And. But she has a ton of money, uh, and he thinks he can get in. He'll be able to get in and marry her away from her uncle and then, I guess, kill her or just lock her away somehow and keep the money. And he enlists this pickpocket as a to, to become the handmaiden for Lady Hideko and kind of put in a good word for him, you know, maybe just turn the tide in his favor any chance she can. Yeah, she's sort of like the shepherd, you know. Yeah. She's the one that's with her all the time. She's supposed to point her in the right direction. Right. And actually, she kind of falls in love with Lady Hideko herself, and they have uh, an affair, at least one or two, um, while she is the handmaiden, and Shit gets crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, v- sort of vague, but sort of Shutter Islandish. 
this hmm. movie yeah. for me. I mean, not quite, quite the plot turn of that, but it, and it definitely ha- it happens a couple times. Yeah, the story sort of turned on its head a little bit. Yeah, two or three times you get a completely different perspective on the same events, but I love that it's like just putting it from a different character's perspective puts a whole new light on what was going on. Yeah, and uh, so we're in full spoilers, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, as this movie is building, and you you sort of know. Not that you know the outcome, but you know what the plan is, you know? Like, they're going to put this lady in a mental institution. You're right. And they go through this whole thing, and the two girls are, like, sort of falling in love with each other, or... So it you know, seems. Becoming fond. Yes, very fond. You know, um, what you do when you're fond of someone is rub their tooth seductively until they kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, True. Maybe five isn't the great best word. <laughs> but then it sort of leads you to think it's going to go one way, and then what you think is the main point of the movie happens, where they're dropping this lady off to the nut house, and it sort of flips on its head, where they make uh, Suki yeah, the say she's really the heiress, and that she's just so crazy that she thinks she's the handmaiden. Yeah, and it's uh, and leave her high and dry. Like even the they make it like the the heiress herself is actually in on it. Yeah, it's a what the fuck moment for sure. And then it kind of rewinds, right, and goes from the uh, Lady Hideko's point of view. Yeah, it kind of shows her seeing a lot of the things that Suki thought was like private. Like the plot against her, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like these things keep, like it keeps rewinding. You keep seeing all these different points of views or whatever, and then it kind of flips on its head again. Yeah, and they've been working together. Yeah, the whole time. And <laughs> yeah, so like she knew about the plot to this, the other plot. <laughs> yeah, like plot inception. Yep. Yeah, but, but um, it's hard to explain, but it works so well in the movie. Because Chan Chanwick Park, a brilliant director, really knows how to tell a story with the camera. I mean, some of like the cinematography is beautiful, the score is great, the acting some of the best performances of the year, in my yeah. opinion. I mean what the different sides of themselves that these especially these women have to show, it's pretty awesome. And yeah, just I'm not much of a plot guy. Like that's usually the last thing that I'm like get invested in. But the plot is great. The plot really makes this movie on top of the characters and the setting and the costumes and it's just yeah, incredible. I really like well the made. cinematic look. Yeah. Of the movie as well. Absolutely. And um, um, I guess if you find out eventually that her uncle's like making her do these weird sexual book readings basically she's like a and all kinds of weird sexual fantasy stuff with these older businessmen or something would come in and get off to her telling an erotic story and it's really fucked up (laughs) yeah and it it, i like that part because they really make the the guy who's trying to swindle her sort of the i guess lack of a better word like the main villain but 
at this point in the movie, he almost, he's not anti-hero. I guess he's still kind of a villain, but he's not nearly as bad, it seems, as her uncle. Yeah, absolutely. And I, the, whatever, like the last series of scenes with that guy, or some of my favorite actually in the movie, him smoking the cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That guy's pretty good too, for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like he looked familiar to me, but I have no idea if I've seen him in anything. Yeah, he did kind of look familiar, but I'm not really sure. Looks like he was in Chaser. I think I've seen that. But anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, probably the big standout scene, or at least the most memorable scene for most people, is going to be the sex scene uh, between Lady Hideko and Suki, which yeah. is pretty gratuitous, but I don't think in a bad way. I mean, yeah, I it's do- not a tasteless. Yeah, and who am I? I'm a guy watching two girls <laughs> get it on or whatever, but... Of course, I'm not going to think it's that bad, but I really don't. I think it it serves a purpose to the story. Like you can really feel them connecting intimately in this, and it feels more than just lust. It feels like they're actually like in love. Yeah, and they really shared it to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but it's even well directed. I feel like um, very effective in what it, the point is trying to get across. Yeah, I I really thought all aspects of this movie were really strong. And I would definitely watch it again. Yeah, it's imminently rewatchable, especially once you know all the twists by the end. Like, you can watch it from the beginning from that lens. Yeah, it was it almost the movie that I watched again, like, right after. But yeah. I guess it is a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah, it's like, I wonder if it really holds together... But I'm sure it does. Like, but and I, I would like to rewatch it for sure, at at one point. But it's also like a pretty good statement on gender dynamics at that time period, or any time period for that matter, where yeah, the women have little to no power on the surface, but a ton of power. Yeah. <laughs> In uh, reality, or yeah, in whatever a meaningful way. The undercurrent. Yeah, like there are ways that they can twist the knife and gain control, and it's uh, unfortunate that it has to be so sneaky about it. Yeah, it's, I guess this saying, I guess, is like sort of cute or whatever. But I mean, they always say like the most powerful person in the world is really the first lady. Right. I think uh, Obama used to like joke about that. Probably like Kennedy or something too, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I know who wears the pants in my relationship. <laughs> it's not me, so I can relate. I can relate. But yeah, um, trying to think of uh, anything else to say. Great. Yeah, I watched this movie a few months ago. Yeah, same. Uh, great villainous turn by her uncle. As much as you hate him, like. That's a great job by not only the director, but the actor playing him. Yeah. I mean, you really hate this guy's guts in an intimate way. Have you ever seen um, Old Boy, the original? Um, I haven't watched it from start to finish. You really should, because it's very similar in a way to The Handmaiden in the fact that it goes to some pretty dark places, especially in the end. 
that you don't necessarily see coming and are so completely messed up but work somehow at the same time. Mm. And also I'd like to say that the poster for this movie is one of the best I've seen in a while and I wouldn't mind getting it to put up in my uh, basement. Yeah, it's, it's definitely cool. At first glance, it just looks like a peaceful scene with these trees and these people walking around. You look a little bit closer. <laughs> One of the people are hanging in the tree. Like, it really, it's perfect for the movie where on the surface, it's one thing. You look a little closer. Oh, my God, what is this? A twist. And then you look even a little bit closer and there's even more going on. So, brilliant, brilliant poster. Probably the, probably the first time I've ever brought up a poster interview, but I mean, it's it's really a work of art. Yeah, it, it's beautiful, and even like the uh, there's another like promotional poster. It's got the two girls and the two guys. And they all like have hands on each other. Yeah. Yep. And I I didn't really realize it until now, but it's just sort of how it's like controlling each other. Everyone has a hand and each other's pocket yeah he's really in control yeah that's pretty good too i mean they thought of every everything with this movie and to, i mean we should have said this before we really got into spoilers and stuff but is now on amazon prime so if you have amazon prime you can watch this movie for free through your membership oh that's awesome yeah so i would highly recommend that even if you did listen and get spoiled on what we talked about it's it's still worth playing out. Just like we said, it's worth rewatching after we've already seen it. It's worth watching, even if you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Because it's all in the filmmaking is what makes it effective. I'm sure the novel was good. Um, but Chandler Park really takes it to another level. Just yeah. putting it all together. Score, cinematography, all that nonsense. Yeah. I, I think this movie is pretty incredible. Yeah. Definitely one of my favorites of last year. Agreed. I think it was my number four favorite movie of the year behind um, shit. Uh, Everybody Wants Some, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. But definitely right up there, top tier, as evidenced by the fact that it won the March Movie Madness Tournament, which was loaded with some pretty good films. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The yawns. All right. Well, on that note, what would you give it out of 10? I'd give it a solid 9. I agree. Like, maybe on rewatch it could even go up, but it's a 9 yeah. out of 10. On first <clears> view. <throat> sure. So, hell to the yeah. Uh, coming up over the next month or so, I mean, we, we, we got, definitely got some stuff to figure out as far as what's going to happen, but I think, I still don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast, but I feel like maybe we did on the Jackie review. Uh, we have the winners of the March Movie Madness Prediction Contest, where Brandon Fitzpatrick and Deekson both won, and we're going to review their two selections, Mean Girls and Solaris, the 2001 version, uh, on an upcoming episode within the next month, hopefully. We can fit that in, um, review both of them on a week where there's no big release coming out for Redbox. I think we want to take a look at Silence, if we can. We were actually going to review that before, but we didn't get a chance to. Haven't forgot about it. And also, movies like Split, I think, are coming out soon on DVD. So 
finally going to get to some 2017 releases. So hits are just going to keep on coming. Sorry for the short episode this week, but we just wanted to get something out. Um, make sure, you know, we're still producing shit over here. Um, still cooking it up. <laughs> yeah, thanks for subscribing. Always appreciate it. You can do that on iTunes or anywhere where you get your podcast. Make sure to give us a rating and a review. Always helps out with getting new listeners. You can follow us on Twitter at the Redbox Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at Redbox Reporter. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Email the podcast, the Redbox Report at Yahoo.com. And if you haven't yet, despite its long length in time, I'd recommend checking out the La La Land episode from last week. Also had the summer box office draft. We had Edgar Chaput and original co-host Casey Brady on and just thought it was a, a really, really fun show. Maybe one of the better ones we've done. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So check that out if you haven't. And yeah. goodbye. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll check you later. Hang me or oh, hang me. I'll be dead and gone. Hang me or oh, hang me. I'll be dead and gone. I wouldn't mind the hanging, but the laying in the grave. I've been all around Gator parts of Arkansas, all around Cape Girardeau, parts of Arkansas. I got so goddamn hungry, I could hide behind the straw. Boy, boy, I've been all around. This world